Woohoo! 50! Can you believe it? I am very excited. I know that for people that have got like 100 or 200 episodes, 50 doesn't seem like a lot, but I'm very proud of myself that after 50 episodes and I am still excited and loving the podcast and I hope you are too. Today we are talking about how you can learn to fail successfully. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. We're learning how to create an epic brand find the right marketing strategies, and building your business is a constant evolution, classroom, and lab. Each week, we'll be diving into all things brand and marketing with special guests and solo episodes to help you build your business brand and big idea. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. It is awesome to have you here. If this is your first time, then obviously I want to say hi, welcome. It is fab that you have joined us. My name is Suze Chadwick. I'm the founder of The Connection Exchange, and this podcast is brought to you by The Connection Exchange, and we help you get confident to build a bold brand so that you and your business aren't swimming in the sea of sameness, because that is no fun, and we don't want you doing that. But today, I'm super excited. It is the 14th of March, 2019. And the reason that I'm telling you that is because Play Big Brand Bold, my online course for women in business who want to scale and get serious about putting the foundations in their business around a business strategy, great systems, good marketing, a bold brand, and an amazing customer experience, the cart closes today, which I know is sad, but that is what is happening. So if you want to jump on board, then make sure you head over to playbigbrandbold.com and you can register today. And the other thing is, don't tell anybody, but there is a very special 10-month payment plan that you can get access to, which means that it's only 135 Aussie dollars a month for 10 months for you to get in on this program which really is like nothing when it comes to your business and making sure that you're able to scale. The other little secret that I've got for you, once again, don't tell anybody, but if you jump into this live round and you get on board before eight o'clock Australian Eastern Standard Time this evening, you also get access to Video Marketing Made Easy online course so that you can start using videos in your business in a way that connects with your audience. I go through how to start a podcast in that. I go through how to use Insta Stories to actually engage and sell. Uh, I go, go through how you can shoot videos yourself that look really professional and how to have a really great video strategy. So This round is jam-packed with some amazing things and I don't want you to miss out. So make sure you head to playbigbrandbowl.com or you can email me at Suzanne, S-U-Z-A-N-N-E, at theconnectionexchange.com if you want to get in on this and I can send you whatever information that you need as well. So 12 weeks of live coaching with me, what's not to love, video marketing made easy bonus, 10-month plan, Plus, you are getting your business sorted from this point on. Cannot wait to have you on board. But this week, we are diving into how you can learn to fail successfully. This is a big one. I've got some awesome tips for you. So let's dive in. 
Now, this may sound like a really strange title, but something that I've learned in life and business is that if you are taking chances, putting yourself out there and doing new things, then you will 100% fail sometimes. It's not a maybe situation. It's a for sure situation. And that's okay. Because when you go into business, one thing you have to learn is that... Some things work, some things don't, and you just have to learn as you go, pivot, change, make things happen. And so the other thing that I've learned is that learned behavior, realistic approaches and contingency plans are always good to have so that you go into something with A, a clear goal of what success looks like, B, what you want the outcome to be, C, what you need to do in order for this to be successful. And D, if it doesn't work, then how will you learn from it in a really measured and structured way? Now, don't get me wrong. I totally understand how disappointing it can be when things you've put a huge amount of work into and something you really want to work doesn't work. I totally get it. I've been there and I've shared with you before that things I put blood, sweat and tears into failed miserably. I'm talking crickets and things that took me two minutes to think up were a raging success. But one thing that I do without fail, once I have splashed in my puddle of disappointment, and I've talked about that before as well, is that I go back and really look at what happened. So today I want to give you a framework for failing successfully so that you're always growing, learning and building. And most of all, you're not giving up because you had unrealistic expectations or thought that everything would just happen for you without any bumps along the way or on the road. So this is really kind of a big, you know, a big loving hug, but a bit of a kick up the butt as well, which I hope that you're okay with. So firstly, when I am releasing or launching something, I have a plan in place. So, you know, the weeks you're going to send out emails, what the bonuses and offers are, how you're going to talk about it, forecasting sales, you know, what you think you're going to get. Now, for those of you who've got email lists, a lot of the time, I think it's about 1% or 1.5% of your email list is a good estimate of how many sales you might make. Uh, you And you know something, you know the drill, but I'm also looking at what could go wrong. Yeah, so I'm not just looking at my sales funnel and all of those elements. I am also thinking about what if something doesn't work? And today is the perfect day to talk about it. So as I said, it's the 14th of March, 2019. It is the final day for registrations for Play Big Brand Bold, which is my online course. It's the only time I'm running it this year, but Facebook and Instagram have just gone down. So now obviously I had planned to do last minute promotions, calls to actions on my socials, but I can't do that today unless something miraculously happens. But I'm not too stressed and I will tell you why. Because I have my email list and the people that I've been chatting to on social, I have their email addresses to continue the conversation as well. So making sure that you are not putting all of your eggs in one basket is a massive part of sales and marketing going wrong. Yeah, making sure that you've got multiple channels. So if social goes down and that is the only platform you are looking to use, then pretty much you're stuffed. So instead of panicking, 
Think about what else could you do and think about these things when you're actually in planning mode. So for example, if you're like, okay, well, I'm going to do all of these social promotions, plus I've got all of my email marketing, etc., and maybe you're running a webinar, which should be going to somebody's email address as well. See, there's different things that you could definitely be focusing on and making sure that you've got like a multi-pronged approach to the way that you are launching or selling a product or service. And I'm saying this because believe it or not, and you might be one of these people, they still don't have email lists and they're relying solely on social, which for me, I think is just crazy. And today is just such a perfect example of why you cannot just rely on social. So my tip number one is have a risk mitigation strategy and think about all the things that could go wrong and what you'll do if they do go wrong. Yeah, and you you almost have to be kind of brainstorming as well. So when you take a look at your sales launch plan, whatever it is that you're doing, this could just be events. It could be, you know, a sales and marketing funnel. Just think about what if it doesn't go the way that I want it to go. And obviously I am the biggest positive thinker around. I, you know, visualize success. I project success. I want to make sure that I'm doing everything I can to secure my own success and the success of my clients. But I also have risk mitigation strategies in place. And I'll give you a really simple example. When I run events, there has to be a minimum of five people in the room in order for me to run that event. And that's on the ticket page. And so that just means that if I don't get five people on that day, then I reschedule it for the next day, but I've let people know. And that is so that I am not working for less money than what I want to be working on, say, a day rate. And so because I come from a consulting background, I think in those terms, I think of day rates. So I will work for a minimum of X. And so if my event is not going to make that amount of money, then I need to roll it over into another date where I've got more time to get more people into that event. So when you're planning, tip number one is think about your risk mitigation strategy. What do you need to have in place if things do not go exactly the way that you want it to? How do you manage people's expectations and ensure that you're still giving them a good experience whilst also ensuring that you're not carrying financially or in any other way, any failures when it comes to getting your product or service out there? Tip number two, yes, I know I talk about it all the time, but I'm a little different, it's a bit of a different angle today. It's your sales mindset. So I run a workshop on confident sales and marketing and I talk to clients about it all the time too, which is your sales mindset. So yesterday at our exchange of breakfast here in Melbourne, which was amazing and I loved it, um, our speaker, Emily Osman, was speaking about marketing. And so I asked everybody in the room, uh, we had 35 women in the room. And so I got them sort of in groups of five or six to have a chat about what they felt was the number one thing that was holding them back when it comes to marketing. And one of the groups got up and they said, the wall, and I'm like doing inverted commas, you can't see me, but that's what I'm doing. The wall. And I asked, what the wall was. And it's basically confidence, being seen, having something to say. And this was their biggest barrier is that they feel like there is this invisible wall holding them back from doing what they really want to do. 
And that, like I said, is confidence. And so I would say that a lot of times when it comes to businesses failing, it's because there isn't the right sales mindset. So when you're planning your products and services out, you have to get real and ask yourself, what does my mindset need to be? And what things do I need to do that might be uncomfortable in order for this to be successful? Yeah. And I was speaking to somebody else about this yesterday who was sitting next to me at the breakfast uh, is that, you know, there's that uncomfortableness about selling your product. Now, I'm going to give you a really typical example. This morning, or because I'm recording this in the morning, I have talked about Play Big Brand Bold and I'll tell you why. Because I love it, because I'm excited by it and because I want more women to go through it so that they can have the foundations that they need in their business. When I hear my students who have already been through it in earlier rounds come back and go, Suze, my business is booming. I've got more clients I know what to do with. My systems are in place and I'm able to scale. It's amazing. I never thought I'd be in this position. It makes me excited. And so my sales mindset is not oh, I'm a bit embarrassed to share this with you. My sales mindset is I want more women to do this because I love it, because I know it works and because I've seen the success of it. And so you have to believe in your products and services. You have to believe that what you have is unique to you and that you do it in your own special way. I was talking on Insta stories about this recently. And so really making sure that you are able to Think about that excitement that you want to share with others and that the more people that do whatever it is that you do, whether it's a photo shoot, whether it's a product that you sell, whether it's a service that you offer, if you're not excited about it, why the hell would they be excited about it? So you have got to really start to think about what is my sales mindset and what does it need to be? And that's why email automation sequences that are pre-planned can be a really great idea when you're marketing something um, or, you know, having pre-planned social posts as well that are scheduled because then you're not relying on how you feel in the moment, but you have a clear plan that will happen without you doing anything. Now, if you know that marketing is a big barrier for you being successful, it's something you've dealt with in the past, then you need to work out a workaround. So basically, it's a workaround you because you're potentially the barrier to success at the moment. So there's a couple of options here. You may need to hire a VA or a marketing consultant to help you, or you need to attend my confidence sales and marketing workshop. And you can find the dates for those on my website at theconnectionexchange.com under events. But you get the idea. Be realistic about what you have to do. Is it you need to get on a podcast and have a guest spot? Do you need to do videos? Do you need to do Insta stories? Do you need to do live streaming? Do you need to have an email campaign? And if you do a lot of this and you're still not successful, then you have to work through the other elements as well, which leads me on to tip number three. And tip number three is sit and do a review of each element of your product and service or your launch. So Let's say you launch something and it just doesn't work. What I want you to do is go back and once again, you can splash in your puddle for a bit. I know it's disappointing. I have been there. But what I would really love you to do is go back with a critical eye and look at what was my messaging? 
What was my call to action? Did I really have a call to action or was I just kind of passively putting it out there and hoping that people would kind of get what I wanted them to do? Or are you clear? Yeah, this is what my offer is. This is where you need to go. This is the deadline. And these are the reasons why this is awesome for you to be part of or for you to purchase or for you to, you know, get involved in whatever it is, you know, who connected with you about that offer product or service and how did you follow up with them talked about this before as well the fortune is in the follow-up the conversations that you have during a sales period are critical yeah and so you have to work out how to do them right and you might fail at this the first couple of times i you know absolutely think that my first discovery calls i was still trying to work out how to sell what i was selling Uh, I was still trying to work out how to word it, how to message it. And I still think that it's evolving because the market changes, people change, what their desires are change. And your program, product, service may evolve and change as well. So you constantly need to be looking at, you know, what was my messaging? What was my call to action? Who did I connect with? How did I follow up with them? What was my brand experience during the process? And how, how can I make it tighter, better and more effective? And if you struggle with this and, you know, critically looking at what you do, then get somebody else who can pull you out of it and look at what you're doing objectively and somebody who understands what questions to ask as well. So I'm not just talking about like, just get anybody, get somebody who understands who your ideal client is. They are looking at what you're doing with a objective eye. And they can ask great questions that are relevant to your audience and your business and what you want to do. And reflection, I think, is such a big thing for any business owner because the majority of the time we're doing things in isolation. I'm literally sitting here recording this podcast by myself in my house, in my office. And when I am promoting Play Big Brand Bold and when I am doing my social media and all the rest, I'm usually sitting here on my own. So we do things in isolation. Yeah. And we're just doing it ourselves. So you need others who can say, hey, did you think about X or why don't you think about doing Y or, you know, this has really worked for me. Maybe you should give it a go. And really looking at what you're doing and what you're not doing and how well you're doing it, I think is one of the biggest factors or impacts on your success. Yeah, so obviously we're talking about how to fail successfully and it's all about the learning. It's all about the reflection. It's the reflection on your products and services. It's reflection on your messaging. It's a reflection on your sales mindset and you know whether you were willing to get out of your comfort zone or not. You cannot learn and grow from your failure and get better and be more successful if you are not willing to get into the mud, which I think this is. It's the dirty stuff that you don't really want to look at because it's not shiny and bright and everything's, you know, amazing and fairy tales and unicorns. Uh, And so I think it's really important to think about how am I going to do this? When something doesn't work, how am I going to do it? Tip number four, which is one of my favorites, I am like fist pumping the air at the moment, is tenacity. (laughs) How bad do you, yes you, I am talking to you, 
with your earbuds in right now or listening to this wherever you are in your car, I am talking to you. How bad do you want this? If you fail one, two, three, four, five times, will you give up? I want to know your answer. Yes or no? Are you going to give up if you fail? So there's a TED talk by one of my idols, Brené Brown, and she says, and this is, I'm quoting it here. I saw the TED fellows my first day here. And he got up and he explained how he was driven to create some technology to help test for anemia because people were dying unnecessarily. And he said, I saw this need. So you know what I did? I made it. And everybody just burst into applause and they were like, yes. And he said, and it didn't work. And then I made it 32 more times and then it worked. And so Brene goes on to say, you know what the biggest secret about TED is? This is like the failure conference. You know why this place is amazing? Because very few people here are afraid to fail. And nobody who gets on the stage so far that I've seen has not failed. I've failed miserably many times. I don't think the world understands that because of shame. End quote. So I would highly recommend that you go and listen to the whole TED Talk if you haven't already. So just go to YouTube and search Brene Brown, Listening to Shame. And to be honest, I have watched so many of her videos. I've watched this one several times because there's a lot of things she talks about when it comes to failure and how we try and keep ourselves small so that we avoid failure. And I think that if you want to live a big life, play a big game in your business, then keeping yourself small is a personal failure that you need to work out how to overcome because you only get one chance at this life. I'm just going to say that again. If you want to play a big game in your business, If you want to live a big life, then keeping yourself small is a personal failure that you need to work out how to overcome because you only get one chance in this life. And you have to decide right now in your business what you are willing to do to be successful. And failing successfully is one of the things that needs to be on your list. Okay, tip number five, move and act quickly to minimize the impact. So don't be the Titanic, basically. Don't wait till you see the iceberg before you pivot and change course. Measure as you go, see what's working and what's not. Take different action if you need to. That's the joy of being a small business. You're not the big corporate giants who take months to pivot and change. You can pivot and change your course today and it can make a big difference. So having those milestones stones in place so that you can see if you're heading in the right direction towards your goal is super important. I have financial goals that I check on every quarter. And if I'm not going to hit a goal, and I think I've spoken about this before, that I move quickly and work something out. And I'll give you an example. At the end of last year, I was two to three K down. So two to $3,000 down on one of my months uh, from what my goal was. So I looked at some of the 
conversations and issues my community had and I created a workshop that basically sold out in like a week and a half. It had 16 seats, it was $149, which just made over 2K, yeah? So you can move and pivot quickly if you know where you are and what you need to do to make it happen. So run a bonus event, run an extra headshots day, put out an offer with a limited time or bonus element, create urgency and then make it happen. Push, promote, and get serious about being a business owner. This is what it's about. Creating things that your audience want, connecting with them in a real way, not just like spamming and putting things out there and hoping for the best, but connecting with people individually in order for you to run and grow your business and support them and help them as well. Being able to see what's happening in your business at this level is where I personally think that success is. If you're riding blind, then you're like the Titanic. You'll hit the iceberg before you can do anything about it. And then you're just kind of sitting there going, I don't know what happened. I don't know what to do. And now what? Okay, so make sure that you really know how to pivot quickly by having a clear view and transparency across what it is that you're doing and really measure your metrics and goals as well. Whenever I talk about business strategy, it is really having your vision, mission and values, obviously, first, and then having strategies, tactics, actions, metrics, repeat. Yeah. If you're not sure how to do that, then join Play Big Brand Bold and I'll teach you exactly how you can build your strategy. (laughs) Okay, tip number six, set up success habits in your life and your business that you can turn to when you are in failure. Yeah, when you can see the iceberg coming or even before that, then make sure you have success habits that are directly linked to when you can see that failure is about to ensue. All right, and so these are the things that I've been talking about with you today, yeah? So planning, really knowing what it is that you wanna do. What's, what are you gonna do when it goes wrong? How are you gonna handle that? What is your risk mitigation strategy? Yeah, splashing in the puddle when you fail, that is okay. We are emotion-based human beings and we feel things and we feel them hard sometimes. Letting yourself feel that is okay, but really knowing what the next step is to pull yourself out is so much more important. Getting people around you who can help you see the wood from the trees. So we were talking about like, you know, reviewing, getting somebody to help you and look at your messaging and your sales funnel and what you did and what you didn't do and asking you really great questions. Having inspiring and amazing mentors. Online ones are great too, that you can keep going back back again and again to. I can't even tell you how many times I have watched Brené Brown's video on 99U on YouTube about the man in the arena. Yeah, when I think about comparisonitis, when I think about, um, you know, people who have got an opinion on what I'm doing, that is my go-to. I am not interested in your opinion if you are not in the arena with me. And the other thing is, is that people who have had more than more success than you don't have an opinion on what you do. Yeah, I just, I think I got that from Rachel Hollis. I saw that on an Insta post and I was like, yes, people who have had more success than you 
are not the ones that are going to criticize you. They're not the ones that are going to have an opinion on you. They're not the ones that are going to have a go at you. So just kind of keep that in mind as well. It's always when people, not always, but a lot of times it's when people are not doing well that they feel like they have to pull you down. They feel like they have to pull somebody else down in order for them to feel better and in order for them to think that they're not the only ones that are failing. So this is a big one that I really want you to think about, yeah, is that you run your own race, you do your own thing, and even when you are not being as successful as you want, I want you to really keep going because remember, one of the things we talked about is being tenacious about what it is that you want and knowing that, you know, if you fail, it's okay. You can still go on. You can still do more and you can still win another day because you'll learn and you'll grow. And obviously we talked about being quick to pivot if things are not on track for a successful outcome. Don't just let things ride out you know, make big, bold changes and make it happen. So that, my friends, is how I look at how you can fail successfully. I am putting like a positive spin on this. Yeah, because you're going to fail. So you may as well just go, okay, let's do it in a happy way. (laughs) If I fail, what am I going to do? How is this going to work? What am I going to make happen? Yeah, And so all of these notes are in the show notes. You can head over to my website, check out the podcast page and read through them if you want to again. But today, what we have gone through is make sure you've got a risk mitigation strategy. Yeah. Make sure you've got a great sales mindset as well. Sit down and review when things don't go well. Be tenacious in your desire for success. Move and act quickly to minimize the impact. And number six is set up success habits in your life and business so that things like this don't take you down. They're just a bump in the road. Oh, I really enjoyed today's podcast and sharing that with you. It's been something that's been on my mind a lot. I have had quite a few DMs from people recently who this has been an issue for. And so this podcast episode is for you. And I even feel a little bit choked up as I, as I say it to you. Okay, so pull myself back together. But <laughs> what I wanted to say is that it's hard. I get it. I get a lot of messages about how hard it is and how people want to stand out more. They don't feel unique. Um, they, they, well, they want to be bold and they don't know how to, and I'm just here to tell you that this is not a sprint. It's a marathon. You learn as you go, you grow as you go, and you will find people around you who can help you to move your business to the next level because you can't do it on your own. I've not done it on my own. I have done oh my gosh, so many courses. I've had coaches. When I've looked at the gaps in my business, I've then gone after those because I've failed. I have failed so many times, so many times. And I want to be really honest with you about that because I don't just want to show you the shiny stuff, even though there is amazing shiny stuff. But I'm now coming into year four, year five of having a business. 
Yeah. And I am constantly working on myself and I am constantly picking myself up and I'm constantly splashing in the puddle and getting up and going again. And I'm learning and I'm pivoting. And so I just want really to, I guess, give you the foundations for that as well, because I want you to be successful and I know that you can be. So my darling, thank you so much for being here today. As I've said, Play Big Brown Bowl closes tonight. It is the 14th of March, 2019. It closes at Australian Eastern Standard Time at 8 p.m. I would love to be on this journey with you. Uh, There is so much more to come, but thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love you to share it on Instagram. Tag me at Suze Chadwick. Uh, and share it with your friends as well. I would so appreciate it. And if you do listen to this podcast often, or even if it's the first time, I'd love you to review it on iTunes as well. It helps other people to find me. As I said, you can follow me on all platforms at Suze Chadwick when social media is back up again. (laughs) When Insta and Facebook are back up again, I would love to see you uh, there. But I hang out in stories most of the time. But until next time, have an awesome week. And make sure you keep playing big and branding bold.